0: The excitement of West Virginia high school football is in full swing. Braxton Todd cutting right up the middle. He's
1: into the clear at the 30. It's a foot race down the near side hash mark. Look at Adams catch him from behind as he gets to him, but he breaks the tackle. Braxton Todd gets away and goes in for the
0: score. The 3-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs take on the 2-1 Highland Spring Springers, one of the top teams in Virginia. Friday at 7 p.m. with pregame at 6 following the sports mix at 5 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10.
2: Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick Spencer. You always get all the answers.
1: It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzolini.
0: Welcome into today's edition of the Sports Mix, right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. And, uh, how about we hit this as well?
1: You better call me a doctor. Feel this outrage. Overloaded. Down the train.
3: Somebody give me a doctor. Colin
1: McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor guy.
0: All right, well, welcome back to the program, the sports doctor. We've got the doctor in the room, Colin McLaughlin. Uh, You and Nick called the Martinsburg versus Spring Mills volleyball game last night. It was a really good game.
4: Yeah, definitely a uh, fun one there in the EPAC volleyball. As always, it was uh, Martinsburg coming out on top. They actually swept it against Spring Mills three sets to nothing. So definitely a big night for the Martinsburg program, not only winning varsity-wise, but they also swept JV and freshman-wise two sets to nothing. So great job for them. Definitely looked well against a uh, cross-town rival. And even though it was three sets to nothing, Spring Mills had their moments. It was just ultimately messing up with a lot of service errors. That's really what it came down to. I don't know if... uh, Nick will agree, or just have another point that he'd like to bring up about it.
0: Before we get into that, just want to remind everybody this show is sponsored in part by Brown Funeral Home, Homes and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Got to get the ad read in there, and now you can go, Nick.
5: Yeah, I'd agree that uh, you know there was a lot of errors throughout the game. I think Spring Mills, you know, showed some potential, but also putting themselves in holes early on. Colin, I think, really stood out to me because. In sets two and three in particular, they were down eight to one, I think it was, and eight nothing to begin the match. So I mean, when you put yourself behind in a game like volleyball where, you know, little mistakes can lead to easy points for the other team, it's it's really tough to come back and and that's what they did, you know, especially in those second and third sets. In the first set they were keeping up with Martinsburg pretty well, but in those last two sets they really struggled to get off to good start.
4: Yeah, Martinsburg now on a uh three-game win streak, and it's going to be interesting to see if they can uh, continue that streak at home tomorrow against Hedgesville. That's going to be another great EPAC match. Hedgesville, as we saw last year, made that terrific uh, state tournament run that just came up short in the state semifinals. But nonetheless, they still got a lot of talent on that team. Martinsburg that we saw definitely had a good night, especially Amoni Fennel. And uh, Skyler and Avery Bishop, so it should be a fun one tomorrow.
0: And uh, here's your highlight call from the final point.
5: Martinsburg just missed hitting balls and can't quite get it in the
4: field of play. Samantha Stevens with another serve. This one at Avery Bishop. Marple. Back to Bishop. Stevens gets the dig. Shaw. Kane sends a deep free ball. It's out. Martinsburg comes away with the victory 25 to 17 in set three they sweep the entire evening freshman jv and varsity all goal to the martinsburg bulldogs
0: and it really looked like spring mills was making a big comeback in that in the the latter two sets
4: yeah definitely even though uh, nick said that third set started off three to nothing once that uh kind of toned down spring mills got a little bit of a rhythm going never fully came back i think the closest that they ultimately got was probably down four points or so so they were still knocking on the door but when they were trying to mount comebacks that ultimately just got in their own way with service errors really it spring mills just could never get a full notched comeback going and martinsburg just was able to stay on the gas pedal long enough to get their third win of the year and Spring Mills still searching for its first
0: so we will not have the volleyball game as you spoke about last night on the broadcast tomorrow night and we talked about on Tuesday or yeah
4: today's Wednesday yes, yes. I don't
0: know why I'm thinking today's Thursday I'm already getting ahead of myself uh, but what's your game early pre- early preview of your next Tuesday game
4: I haven't really got to look much into it just been uh as focused as possible with everything going on this week and uh, with football and everything getting to sideline report. But I believe uh, Tuesday we got, I think it is Martinsburg-Musselman. So it should be an interesting one, first time that we'll get to see uh, Musselman so far this year. And if I remember correctly, too, I think uh, next Thursday is the first soccer game that we're going to be broadcasting yes. on WRNR. So that's going to be a fun one as well. So make sure to tune in if you are a fan of soccer I believe we have the boys muscleman game taking on the uh Hampshire Trojans so should be fun there in Inwood
0: yeah it will definitely be fun and uh we've hit the uh the first break in today's show segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford Kent Parsons Ford and Martinsburg we became number one by making you number one first that's Parsons Ford dot Martinsburg.com We'll head to break. Colin, you can go uh, finish your work and go, go home and nap because I know you've been up long today.
4: Yeah, thank you, guys, and uh, good luck with the rest of the show. Thanks. Um, Colin McLaughlin, the sports doctor, he'll be
0: back Tuesday to talk more volleyball action. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk with head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles. They're on a nice two-game win streak, Nick.
5: They are, and they're playing really good football as of late so coach Matt Fairclough's excited about it.
0: Yep and we'll have that right when we come back next on the Sports Mix.
6: Sound,
1: Floodwaters can spread E. coli bacteria. Here's Bill Kearns from the Berkeley County Health Department about what to do if your well is tested positive.
0: If it's just a one time contamination. You can superchlorinate your well, which we have instructions at the health department. That they could call and talk to us. You're providing uh, an excessive amount of bleach down the well. Then you do a runoff to get that out of the system to get the bleach through your lines, get any contamination out there. You do a runoff of so long, and then you can have it tested again.
1: The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court in Martinsburg, call 304 263 5131.
3: We're here again three times in the past two days. You're where? Bechtel Jewelers. Look. Can Mom hear you? No, she's in a diamond coma. Get her the pendant or I will. Hey, that's my credit card. What? Can't hear you, Dad. You're breaking up.
2: It's going to take more than a crying baby to wake her out of this diamond coma. You're going to need a mega dose of jewelry from Bechtel Jewelers.
1: Does misuse of social media threaten our freedom of speech? Is it a tool for censorship and the canceling of reputations? Find out as the Stubblefield Institute at Shepherd University presents social media and politics in today's America, moderated by CNN contributor Amanda Carpenter. The date is Monday, September 20th at 6 p.m. via Zoom and Facebook stream. Go to the Stubblefield Institute Facebook page to register or to stubblefieldinstitute.org. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM, AM 740,
0: and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix coach of the hedgesville eagles football team matt faircloth big win for you guys 28 to nothing over east fairmont Two two wins in a row how happy is your team to you know after not being able to get a win and then now have two straight wins it's uh got to be happy for your program
6: yeah I, mean, I think you know the kids are you know they're excited you know and, and rightfully so because uh you know the hard work that they put in this past all season is uh it's starting to show and I think, you know, letting them enjoy the moment and and then, you know, Saturday morning reeling them back in and getting them focused for next Friday, you know, it's been key the last two weeks.
5: Coach, you're able to get that 28 nothing win and, uh, you know, your defense continues to be strong. Who's stood out to you so far on defense and what do you think's been kind of the key to that uh, strong defensive performances?
6: Uh, I think Bryce Attil. Bryce Attil finished with uh, five sacks, Friday night, uh, he's been he's been pretty good for us coming off the edge on the, at the at DN and our other DN uh, Miguel Greer, you know, big, strong, physical, fast kid. They're they're closing off the ends and and our backers are scraping and, and playing well. And on the back end, you know, Kanye uh, Kanye Smith last two weeks two picks, uh, Justin Luterot coming off the edge as an outside linebacker has been playing phenomenal. So it, it's been coming together.
0: Coach, um, what is what ha- what's what have you done this year on offense to just be able to put the ball in the end zone a lot more compared to what you did last year, and what's been the key for that?
6: Uh, the weight room. <laughs> uh, you know, we always we always told the kids trust the process, but the process starts with the weight room, and for us, you know, not having an off season last year and being able to get in there this year and push weight around and get kids more flexible, more explosive, I think's been key for us. Um, you know, in that in developing a mentality to, we want to own you up front, and you know, once they get confidence in the weight room, we always say weight room builds confidence, and it does. And I think it's starting to really uh, come full bore for them.
5: Coach, what stands out to you about this Morgantown team? Uh, obviously, looking for a win after starting uh zero two.
6: Uh, they played two tough uh, opponents, so you know, you know they. They're battle-tested in the first two games of the year, especially with a real uh, athletic South Charleston team. And then, you know, Bridgeport's always tough. And I think they've faced two opponents that, you know, prepare them for what we're going to do. And at the end of the day, Morgantown's always going to be, you know, that that program in the state where, you know, they're going to be good because they're going to get the numbers out. They're going to have quality players. Um, and it's a perennial power in the, in the state for many years. So, for us, you know, we just want to we want to go compete and give ourselves a chance to win the game, and see it'll be a measuring stick to see uh, how far we've come.
0: You just talked about measuring stick right there. How does it how how will these next like these last two weeks? You guys have been able to to produce offensively and done pretty good defensively. Very good last week with the shutout. These next three weeks, four weeks are going to be very tough with then Morgantown, then Martinsburg, then Spring Mills, then Musselman. Do you think that this these last couple of weeks have really prepared your team for the rest of the season?
6: Yeah, you know, I, I told them yesterday in the locker room, I think uh, this Friday is going to be – I think this, this this right here is the measuring stick that sways our season. It can go one way or the other. You know, we go up here, we compete, give, our, give ourselves a chance to win this game. I think we're going to go on a decent run here in the second half. But if we go up there in an electric atmosphere and we fold, then we're going back to what we used to be, and that's you know that's what we don't want to see. So for us going into this game, we want to, we want to see if we've taken the steps to become that next that program that we want to be, and uh, I think the kids are ready for it.
5: You mentioned how they've had some uh, tough matchups so far this season. Um, anything in particular stand out to you about uh, what they do offensively or defensively?
6: Uh, I mean, they're just like us. They they want to pound the football. Um, you know, they're in that the double wing. And, you know, they're going to come downhill at you. They're going to, they're going to try to do the same things that we do up front. They want to own the line of scrimmage. Um, for us, it's going to be staying disciplined, alignment, assignment, football, rallying to the football pursuit. And you know, we just we can't make big mistakes. Uh, keep keep penalties down like we did this past week, and make a few big plays. And I think we give ourselves a chance.
0: What's the key defensively?
6: Uh, stopping the run in between the tackles. Uh, I mean, they want they want to pound the football big time. So for us, it's going to be on in between the tackles and staying alignment assignment and discipline outside the tackles because they will run that counter and that uh, that buck sweep. So for us, just you know, shutting it down in the middle and staying alignment assignment on the edge.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Coach. Uh, good luck this week. We'll talk to you next week.
6: All right, folks. Appreciate it.
0: That was head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles, Matt Faircloth. And Nick, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great week for Hedgesville. You know, they're going to come in very amped up after going two straight wins in a Morgantown team that they're tough, but you know, they haven't done so well so far this year.
5: Yeah, they're winless, but I think obviously Morgantown's usually one of the top teams in the state, like coach Faircloth said. And, you know, I think it will be a great matchup for Hedgesville, a chance to really get that signature win on the season. And, uh, really build some momentum as they get deeper into the EPAC schedule where we know, you know, coming up for them, they got a real tough challenge. So like coach said, you know, this is the uh, chance to really make their mark on the season and get that momentum heading into the next coming weeks.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be huge, especially when you're going to, you're going to have Martinsburg on your schedule and it's going to be hard to compete with Martinsburg to be quite frank uh, because you're such a young program that you are as Hedgesville and, To be able to get any touchdowns and like any scores, anything confidence wise in that game is going to be something that they will strive to do because they know it's going to be hard to win that game.
5: Yeah, I mean, they're just trying to take it week by week. So if they can pick up a win here, you know, that's already three wins on the season. You're three and one. And whatever happens with Martinsburg happens. I mean, obviously, Martinsburg is one of the top teams, if not the top team in the state every single year. So, you know, you just got to be ready to compete with them. And if you can. Like you said, kind of put up some points, or even you know have them on the ropes for a little bit, even if it's only for a quarter. You know, I think that would be a a big step in the right direction. But again, Hedgesville's focused on week to week, so their their focus can't be on you know what's going to happen with Martinsburg in a few weeks. They got to obviously focus in on on Morgantown and try to get wins when they when they have the opportunity to. Yeah, I
0: mean, you look at that schedule, Morgantown this week. Martinsburg next week, Spring Mills the week after, Musselman the week after. And then you have a, a Princeton team which I'm not too I don't know a lot about this Princeton team. They're 3 and 0 right now in AA. And then after that you'll have Jefferson who's having a great season in them in them for as themselves they're having a great season. So it'll be the rest of their schedule is just going to be very tough.
5: Yeah, and you don't get any better though just scheduling, you know, cupcakes, you know, you got to Play tough teams in the EPAC every year, so those games are already locked in. And then, out of in your non-conference games, you got to schedule other tough teams. So then you're ready for what you're going to face in in the majority of the regular season. So I think for a program like Hedgesville to get these wins and, and to play tougher teams is, I think you know important because that's what that's the level you want to get on a Martinsburg Musselman type level where those schools are usually you know playoff contenders. And this year Jefferson. Obviously, looks to be one of those teams as well, and I think if Hedgesville wants to get to that level, they got to challenge themselves in the non-conference play as well.
0: Yeah, and I think one thing is you just mentioned challenging themselves in non-conference play. I think that'll be a big thing. And, you know, as Coach Faircloth continues to build this program, it's it's really – you know, the one thing that he's talked about all the times we've talked to him so far this year is the fact that they had an offseason. They didn't have an offseason last year. Because of COVID, they didn't. They weren't able to get in the weight room. They weren't able to do anything. He wasn't really to, able to instill the culture of his program last year. Yeah. So it's just every week, it's just getting better and better because he's able to instill his program.
5: Yeah, and you get that sense that he is, I guess, getting a feel for the players, and they're starting to get a feel for him. But obviously, you know, I think two good wins to get wins is always good. But this this now is where we see how much progress Hedgesville has made. Because I really don't think that week one game against Washington was the actual Hedgesville team that we're going to see this year. I think that was just, you know, a tough start to be in the season. And that was a weird game too. I mean, give credit to Washington, they executed and got the win. But um, I think Hedgesville will be much better throughout the season. And, you know, we kind of get to see that, I think, starting with this week against Morgantown.
0: Yeah, I think that will be definitely something that we will see. We've come up on our second break of the day. This segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store—not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets, designer bedding, outdoor living. Family-owned and operated. 360 Aquals and Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. When we come back, we'll talk with head coach of the Washington Patriots, Glenn Simpson. That's next on the Sports Mix.
1: For what's next or to plan ahead. We're here. Brown Funeral Home, a legacy of service since 1880. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for basic, intermediate, and advanced defensive handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. is everywhere. I'm your new bangs, and you can't stop staring at me. That's it. Just tilt the rearview mirror over here. And while you're checking me out more times in a library book, your car is wandering into that lane over there. More bangs. <laughs> Neat. And if you've got cut rate insurance, you could be paying for this yourself. So get Allstate. Call Martinsburg Allstate agent Gary Kelly today at 304-263-4596.
5: It's NCAA Division II football on TV10 as the Shepherd University Rams have a top 25 matchup with IUP. Third down here, third and four. Straight drop back for Bajan. He now rolls out to the right, looking deep down the sideline, a wide open Ryan Beach, and he'll walk in for six. Touchdown, Rams! Join us on Saturday, September 18th, for a matchup between the Rams and the Crimson Hawks. The pregame show begins at 1.30 with kickoff at 2, right here on TV10 and the WRR-TV YouTube channel
0: football is back and apple valley chevy toyota is passing the savings on to you get ready to score big with low interest rates great prices and a lifetime powertrain warranty apple valley chevy toyota has a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles waiting for you don't see what you want on a lot no worries it's probably on its way but hurry in because new chevys and toyotas are going out just as fast as they come in don't miss out on your deal stop in today apple valley chevy toyota on foxcroft app or online at applevalleytoyota.com or applevalleychevy.com drive a miller today
1: now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. You might find us early sunrise
0: Welcome back in to the sports mix for Wednesday, September fifteenth. We're at the bottom of the hour now, twelve thirty-one. And now, uh, well, now, welcome to the program, head coach of the Washington Patriots, Glenn Simpson. You guys had that twenty-one nothing loss to Frankfurt last week. What did you learn from that loss?
7: Well, uh, I learned that we really love our routine. That uh, when things happen that disrupt that routine uh the challenges multiply for us. Um it's uh it's just something that, that uh we have to deal with right now and, and uh hopefully others in our region won't have to deal with it too much but uh you know uh we missed we missed a lot preparing uh under the circumstances but I will tell you what one thing that I did notice was the fight in our kids. They played really hard they uh you know there were many opportunities to do the woe is me kind of thing but that's not what our group's made of and and they they play they were very resilient even in a 21 to nothing loss they were extremely resilient in that game uh anything
5: in particular stand out to you about how your team played and what you need to maybe work on this week
7: well we just got to get back to like i said our normal routine uh you know we we ended up uh Having about a week and a half uh, with a, with disjointed practices because of uh, various issues, so uh, getting everybody back on the field doing things in, in a routine way uh, is is good for us. So that you know, that's what we've been looking forward to since the game ended was getting back to a normal Monday, a normal Tuesday, and so on.
0: So moving forward to this game this week, you guys face a three and0 independence team that's out of Virginia that's the team you're playing correct correct what are you looking what have you seen so far on early film for them
7: well they're a good football team uh, they're explosive they uh, they they're sound in the in the kicking game uh, you know they're scoring points uh, on their returns they've got a uh, some really dynamic uh, playmakers for them and their line is big and physical so it's going to be a tremendous challenge looking forward to it
0: would well, what's the key going to be offensively for you guys to be able to come out and get a win
7: well the the key the key component's going to be uh me taking care of my boys um i'm the offensive coordinator and i haven't done enough to put uh, my guys in good enough position to score enough points uh, so, my job is to. Uh, what I'm looking forward to is is uh, adjusting myself here, and and getting us back into the end zone, and keeping our guys fresh and and you know fighting hard for four quarters.
5: Coach, with your offense, a lot of different guys, kind of. Get touches. Uh, what are you seen from quarterback Austin Sharp and some of the other running backs uh, that have allowed them to have success? And what do you think will work best this week?
7: Well, uh, not a lot's going to change in what we do. Uh, the the adjustments are baked in to our to our scheme. Uh, the idea, though, is that we have to be prepared to make those adjustments on the fly. Uh, both from a coaching perspective and a player perspective. When it comes to, uh, comes to my running backs, I'll tell you what, there's no lack of courage for any one of these young men. Uh, Austin Sharp is, is as tough a human being as, as I've had the privilege of coaching. And, uh, you know, he displays that, uh, every time he gets to run the ball and, uh, and, well, running or throwing. So, uh, you know, he's a leader on this football team. He, he works hard. He plays hard. He plays tough. He plays the way we want it, want it done. So I really, really proud of Austin, the way he's led this offense.
0: Last one here, coach. Um, What is your defense going to have to do to be able to contain that three and O independence team?
7: The main thing is we got to tackle. I know it sounds cliche, but it's, it's just the reality of things when, uh, when you get an opportunity to uh, tackle a ball carrier, you got to wrap them up and get them down. Uh, this is a big physical team, so if we go in there uh, and don't wrap up, you know, if we don't get behind our pads, wrap our arms, run our feet, then we're going to have a hard time. Uh, this is this is a team that uh, you know if you allow them the opportunity. They will. They they have the capacity to score from anywhere on the field. So when we get the when we get that chance to square up in the hole and get somebody down, we need to do it.
0: All right. Thanks so much, coach. Good luck on Friday. We'll talk to you next week.
7: All right. Thank you so much.
0: That was head coach of the Washington Patriots, Glenn Simpson. And Nick, you got to feel for a team like Washington, because they they just haven't been able to get on the field. Not everybody's been able to get back. And now, you know, this week having their first normal Monday in a while, um, it's they're going to face a tough 3-0 team out of Northern Virginia this week. So it's going to be a very tough game. But then next week they're going to face a not-so-tough team out of Northern Virginia. So they may get the loss again this week, but they'll probably get a win next week.
5: Yeah, and I think, too, you know, they looked really good against Hedgesville for the most part in terms of You know, they played a really clean game, didn't have a lot of penalties, stuff like that that you expect out of a team in week one. But then last week obviously didn't go the way you expected it to. And and a lot of that had to do with, well, they had these COVID concerns. And, of course, you know, didn't practice for a week and probably didn't have all their guys uh, ready to go on Friday. So, hopefully, you know, if Washington's healthy, they can really put it together because they do have a talented team. They have Austin Sharp at quarterback, Tyler Saul at running back, Colton Childress and other big running back for them so they they love to run the football i think if they can get that going you know they have a chance this week but like you said it, it will be a tough challenge but i think you know getting back on the field and, and having a full week of practice i would at least expect washington to put up a much better performance than they did a week ago
0: yeah i would i would tend to agree on that one and um let's transition now to some national headlines we we're talking yesterday about after usc fired their head coach and uh you made I'm, um, if i remember correctly I'm, I'm pretty sure you did you said something about urban meyer wanting to leave and he has come out and said there's no chance he'd leave jacksonville for the usc job that's on espn that actually just got published at 12 12
5: well the fact that he had to answer that right that means that that people are at least thinking
0: about it right they're asking him
5: yeah there's I mean, at least some talk and i think I wouldn't be surprised if USC at least called, right? I mean, yeah, I mean you got it, right? I mean, this is probably the greatest college football coach
0: of the past twenty years, besides Nick Saban. Yeah. So the greatest college football coach not coaching in college right now. Yeah. I well, mean, I I I just think it's funny that I literally just was looking at some headlines and the first besides headline. Besides Pete Carroll, probably.
5: Yeah. Jim uh, Tressel, if he doesn't cheat. <laughs> Pete Carroll, I guess, cheated too, though. <laughs> yeah. If you're not cheating, you're not trying.
0: <laughs> okay, Nick. Okay. That's what they say. Uh, well, let's transition. Talk about some NBA. Uh, you we're, you were telling me about this earlier. The Houston Rockets are trying to trade John Wall just less than eight mu- nine months after getting him. Yeah, and it, and it makes sense. I mean, they have two young guards in Houston
5: that they're looking to go to, and I think, you know, with their situation where John Wall is due $91 million over the next two seasons and has only played, I think it was 130 games over the past four seasons. So, I mean, this guy's been injured a lot. He's not the same player he was in Washington. And I know D.C. fans uh, will want him back because he was such a big fan favorite. But at this point, it wouldn't make any sense unless they could get like him really cheap, then maybe. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know if him and Beal were ever on the right terms. It always seemed to be rumors that they had – issues even though they've came out publicly multiple times that that's not true but obviously if that wasn't true then they would have kept John in Washington last year yeah, I would definitely. think so I mean obviously they got a pretty good upgrade but uh you know we'll just have to wait and see on where that works out but in terms of him being
0: a well they the got an player, upgrade I, I don't see it they got an upgrade but both players are no longer on the team they were traded to yeah we all Technically, I guess, while still on the Rockets well, yes, for well, now, but he won't be. I just think that's a crazy trade to think about. Like, less than... Because what happened? Did it happen in January? I think it was like, yeah, December, January. End of, end of December. Nine and a half months later, one's not on the team and one's about to not be on the team. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. It is. And I think... But that's the NBA for you. <laughs> yeah, that is the NBA. It seems like you get on a new team <laughs> every
5: week in the NBA, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I, I expect some sort of trade and maybe some sort of buyout as well because I don't think anybody wants to pay him that much money Exactly. when he can't stay healthy. Yeah. He can still play at a decent level. I don't think at the same level he played at in D.C., but he can still be productive for a team. But the fact is he just simply can't stay healthy and isn't the same player he was you know, before those big injuries to his legs.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would tend to say he's not the same player. Um Another NBA headline, uh, Aaron Gordon and Denver Nuggets have agreed to a four-year $92 million extension. It includes a player option for a fourth year that is 2025 to 2026. It includes $88 million in base salary and $4 million in incentives. Uh, he's the 11th player this offseason to sign a veteran extension. That's yeah. pretty interesting.
5: Yeah, a lot of guys are getting their their money. Uh, I don't know. Again, like five, ten years ago, would Aaron Gordon be making over ninety million dollars? I would say heck probably no. not. <laughs> but the I'd NBA, say heck no. but the NBA has gone to uh, you know obviously making a lot of money, and and the teams are paying more money to players, and that continues to increase. And I think that's just another sign of that because Aaron Gordon, while a solid
0: player, you know, not a guy that you can really build a team around. Yeah, and uh, looking back at what Denver's done over the last couple of of seasons, they uh, locked up MVP, MVP Nikola Jokic to a five-year deal in 2018, point guard Jamal Murray in 2019. And then the next one that could come is Michael Porter Jr., who uh, averaged 19 last season.
5: The thing is, that it hasn't led to much playoff success now. Obviously, yeah. Murray was hurt this year in the postseason, but I do – wonder if Denver's looking to keep this core together. Do they actually think that they can, you know, make it to the finals or, or win a championship? And so far I'd say no, but it is a young core and they still have, you know, probably four or five years left in their prime to maybe get something done. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see, I guess.
0: Yeah. We'll definitely have to wait and see. And let's talk about one more thing. Um, The U.S. Soccer offers men's and women's teams identical contract proposals. The U.S. Soccer Federation announced on Tuesday that it has offered respective players unions for the women's national team and the men's national team identical proposals for a new collective bargaining agreement. In the statement, the USSF said that that was done with the goal of aligning the men's and women's senior national teams under a, quote, single collective bargaining agreement structure This proposal will ensure that the U.S. women's national team and U.S. men's national team players remain among the highest paid senior national team players in the world while providing a revenue sharing structure that will allow all parties to begin a new and share collectively in the opportunity that combined investment in the future of U.S. soccer will deliver over the course of a new CBA, the statement read. I think that's pretty interesting because, you know, there's always been that women's athletic pay gap. And they're kind of bridging that gap and making it the same. Yeah, this is the step in the right direction. And if you
5: continue to read that article, it will go on to tell you about how this is to try to help uh, with the women's national team's efforts to lower the pay grab and and the uh, prize reward money for the World Cup as well because obviously the men receive a whole lot more than the women. So I think it's like 28 players I read were – uh, you know, going against FIFA and trying to get this settlement. And yeah, I mean,
0: this is a step in the right direction for that cause. I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, well, it's time for us to take a, another break, our final break of the day. This segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford revolutionizing the car buying experience Buy our next vehicle online, the deliver to you. And if you don't like it, they'll take it back. the HagerstownFord.com. We come back, we'll wrap things up with the MLB and the National specifically because we'll tune in their game right at 1 p.m. right after the sports mix. That's next on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Lost
1: the right attorney can make all the difference in the outcome of your case.
3: I called Sutton and Janelle the best lawyers you could ask for.
1: Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. 70 years of collective legal experience, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, and mediation.
4: Sutton and Janelle got the most favorable outcome I could have expected.
1: Visit Sutton and Janelle's new historic location, 224 West King Street in Martinsburg. Online at SuttonandJanelle.com. Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. They value your rights and are passionate about your success.
3: This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two. We have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details.
1: W Harley Miller Systems understands the need and desire for reliable and affordable smart home
0: solutions. Secure your home with a security system and keep a close eye on your family. Automate your home with a control 4 system and have smart technology work as one. Set daily schedules to control your thermostats. Push a button and set the mood for dinner by dimming lights and playing music, or just sit back and enjoy a movie in your own home theater. With decades of experience to work for you, visit us at whmsystems.com or call 304-350-1931. The excitement of West Virginia high school football is in full swing. Braxton
1: Todd cutting right up the middle. He's into the clear at the 30. It's a foot race down the near side hash mark. Look at Adams catch him from behind as he gets to him, but he breaks the tackle. Braxton Todd gets away and
0: goes in for the score. The 3-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs take on the 2-1 Highland Spring Springers, one of the top teams in Virginia, Friday at 7 p.m. with pregame at 6 following the sports mix at 5 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. nick doesn't this just amp you up for herd football that's about it i mean like i just think it overall it just amps me up <laughs> like i'm ready to run through a brick wall right now it's 12:49 on a wednesday yeah it is uh this segment sponsored in part by the Marius group and ameriprise financial advisors john everson and phil mccoy call ameriprise financial services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 winchester avenue in martinsburg and nick uh, we'll switch to the mlb because we'll have the nats we'll have nats baseball will join their broadcast in progress that is in 11 minutes right at 1 p.m um We'll talk about some MLB headlines, and then we'll talk about the Nats a little bit, talk about their game last night, and some comments made by Ryan Zimmerman on his future. That's all before we get out of here in about 10 minutes. Uh, Something that I saw yesterday, but we didn't get a chance to talk about on the show, was the Seattle Mariners were selected to host the 2023 All-Star Game. Um, I think the All-Star Game in Seattle is going to be pretty cool.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's a cool environment, I guess, I mean... I don't know. I don't. I don't have much to say about where the All Star game is going to be played. Obviously, I'd like to see it back at Camden Yard. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's been since like the nineties. So I mean, they have the best stadium in baseball. I don't get why they can't get the All Star game.
0: Do they have the best stadium in baseball?
5: Yeah, it's better than Nats Park.
0: No, it's not. It's ten times better. All right, well, speaking of somebody the Nats play and somebody that the Nats traded two of their players to, the Dodgers, they have locked up the their ninth consecutive postseason appearance. Just so happens, just, you know, a, what is it, a day or two after Clayton Kershaw comes back. Yeah, so, I mean, they're in position to
5: obviously, you know, be the favorites again to make the World Series run. So, yeah, I'd have to agree, I guess, that they're in a good position now with Clayton Kershaw. I mean, I it's not even <laughs> agree or disagree statement, I guess. But
0: I mean, I don't, I don't even like. You have Walker Bueller, Max Scherzer, Julio Uris, and then you add Clayton Kershaw to that. Yeah, that's just unstoppable. And what do you, what is it? It's four game series, it's a three game series. What what's the first round of the playoffs? Best of five. Best of five. All right, so you don't even have to start Kershaw. Yeah, you don't have you could, to. You could. Have him pitch every game at the end of the game, if you think about it. That's how much depth they have in their starting pitchers. Yeah, I think they'll go to Kershaw, though. Oh, yeah, I think they will, but I'm saying they'll probably do that as well. Yeah, they'll they'll definitely definitely have him
5: in that role at times, I would think. But also, he's kind of fresh, you know, heading into the postseason. I mean, obviously coming off injury, so not exactly the ideal situation. But I think not having – has thrown as many innings, you know, yeah. they don't have to throw them that much here in the last month, just kind of get them ready for the postseason and then, you know, have a pretty fresh arm and one of the best arms in baseball still even at this point in his career.
0: Yeah, and I think the Dodgers are going to be a force to be reckoned with in, in the playoffs this year. Um, just last night in the clinching win, Max Muncy, Trey Turner, and Will Smith all homeward. So, I don't that, – that firepower is just not going to go away, I don't think yeah i think if they don't win the world series
5: it'd be pretty shocking but they've been in that situation before where you look at the dodgers roster and you say well they're the best team in baseball and not win the world series and that's the great thing about baseball is the best team doesn't always win because it's it comes down to you know just who's playing at the right level at that time but obviously the dodgers are playing at a high level so i would expect them to win it but You know, anything can happen in the game of baseball. So, it it still has that intrigue getting into the postseason. And, you know, I haven't been keeping up as much because, well, the Orioles are terrible and the Nationals aren't very good either. So, there's Uh, not really – How often do you get to keep up? The Orioles feel like they're always terrible. Look, man, Uh. I told you this before, (laughs) okay. You know, the Orioles were good. The best team in the American League from 2012 to 2016 in terms of wins – so they had their run. I feel like everybody just forgets about that. They're
0: living like six years ago, Nick. Yeah, and what have the Nationals
5: done before that one World Series? You know, nothing. They were one of the best teams in the NL for the okay, last. David, what did they win? Nine seven years. They won one World Series, and now they're bad again.
0: Well, That's how baseball works. At okay? least the Nats won the a Dodgers World Series. The the, at least the Nats won a World Series in the time that they were okay. relevant. At least the Orioles have a real fan base. I don't know what to tell you. Are we just throwing jabs back and forth today? I mean, you're coming at me for no
5: reason about the Orioles. What'd they ever do to you?
0: Well, they're the Orioles. At least
5: they don't play a Walgreens. They stole the Walgreens logo, if you really want to get into it. You're the
0: it. fifth person to ever say that to me. It's a Twitter meme. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's talk some other MLB news. Ryan Braun, the 2011 NL MVP and franchise home run king for the Brewers. And that's his retirement on Tuesday. He has not played this season after becoming a free agent uh, when the Brewers declined to exercise a fifteen million dollar mutual option in the in his contract last October. So he's done. He calls it quits. Yeah, I mean he was an
5: okay player. Uh, yeah, he had an
0: he had an interesting past in his career. Yeah, I mean we talked
5: about it yesterday. He he used steroids, obviously, and uh, you know he he was still a pretty exciting player at the time, but kind of dropped off. It feels like I haven't really heard much out of Ryan Braun in like five years. So yeah, Yeah, he was a good player for a little bit. Couldn't really play defense toward the end of his career. I think he moved to first base at one point, but you know, in terms of Milwaukee players, there's not a whole lot of people that you associate with the organization. Like obviously other players throughout history, like Ken Griffey jr. With the Mariners and stuff like that. And he's, he's probably the guy for the Brewers, at least in the last you know, 15, 20 years yeah. that you think about when you think about Milwaukee, maybe Prince Fielder to an extent, but he wasn't there that long. Exactly. So Braun was, was kind of their guy, and I guess that makes it sad for Brewers fans that he's ending his career, kind of like Ryan Zerman, who we we're going to talk about here in a little bit, will probably be ending his career relatively soon.
0: Yeah, and I so I didn't get a chance to watch the Nats game last night. I obviously was here in the studio producing the volleyball game, and then I went back to Leesburg last night. But he had a monster home run. And I shared it on my Instagram, and I said, this might be one of the last home runs that Ryan Zimmerman hits at Nats Park. And it's just crazy to think because he's been there for 16 years. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't know if he'll come back or
5: not, or if the Nats will be interested in, in, in keeping him just because, well, he's at the end of his career, and they're kind of going into a, a small rebuild. I mean, we'll see what they do in the off season. but it seems like they're kind of trying to get younger. so. I don't know if Zimmerman will stay around and kind of be that veteran presence or what they'll decide to do with him, but yeah, I mean, it seems like the end of his career, and he is Mister National. He is the guy that really brought that fan base alive, and uh, is is the man
1: there.
0: Yeah, and he scored first last night. He hit the home run, and here's the home run from
1: last night. That season, then General Manager Jim Bowden, commenting on the defense, said it would be Gold Glove caliber, and any offense he could give us would be a bonus. Thank he you. drove in 110 that's a <laughs> bonus. Here's the wind in the 3-1 swung on it high in the air to deep right center field Way back Going, 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 goodbye A tremendous home run
7: landing in the second deck in section 242 in right center
1: field Bang! Zoom goes the Z-man That bonus has been he's the all-time home run leader in
7: Washington baseball history, a 442-foot blast.
1: It's the Nationals 1 and the Marlins nothing.
0: And the Nats are now, Mr. National is the Washington baseball all-time home run leader, 442 jacks. That's just pretty, pretty amazing to me. Yeah. Does that include the Expos? No, Washington franchise. Okay. Yeah. sorry. It is technically the same franchise, though. But the Washington, that's why. What about the
5: that. Senators? Are they counted in Washington baseball franchise? They actually franchise? might
0: be. <laughs> they actually might. I think that act, that's why they say that, because I think it counts the that, that team. Even though the Senators are the Rangers. Yes, they are now. Um, so, I don't know. But here's what Ryan Zimmerman had to say in his post-game press conference last night when he was asked about his future.
2: I think you get to the end, and I've said all along, just like I did last year. I mean, this is a decision that'll be made in the off season. Um, I'll sit down with my family and kind of see where we're at. And you know, this year has gone gone pretty well. It's gonna, you know, depend on how I feel after the season. Depend on how I feel December first. Honestly, if I want to start start working out and getting getting ready to to prepare to be productive. For another major league season. I think that's the hardest part is the is the off season preparation and, and making sure, you know, for the two months, two and a half months before you go to camp that you're doing something four or five days a week. I mean, camp and, and the games and the season is the easy part. It's putting in the work that it takes to to be productive before that. So, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, you know, obviously I think the team's in a lot of different situation than it was at the beginning of last year um we'll see how that goes uh, there's a cba that needs to be signed we'll see how that goes so uh without getting into it too much because you said you didn't want to get into it too much well uh those are some things that i'll have to think about got it thank you
0: and he mentioned the cba thing i didn't even think about the cba thing but there might not even be a baseball season next year yeah I mean don't don't get it done I'm not worried about it yeah I'm not really worried about it either well baseball's the sport where you gotta worry about it it yeah because they they they, almost didn't get it done with COVID yeah they almost didn't play last year speaking of Nationals baseball right after we're done here right after this song ends you're going to be tuned in right to the Nationals baseball network and they'll start their getaway day game against the Marlins that's been today's edition of the sports mix thanks to Colin McLaughlin for coming on today for Nick Verzilini I'm Spencer Dupuy Saying so long, we'll talk to you in 23 short hours.